The following is a message from Reverend Ken Belden of Wellsprings Congregation. So 25 years ago, this was one of my favorite movies. I think many of you either remember seeing it or have seen it on TV or know the basic plot. It's about a 12-year-old boy who wants nothing more in this world to be big, to be grown up, to get to do all the cool things that grown-ups get to do, at least as he sees it. And because this is a fairy tale, he's at a haunted carnival one night, and he makes his magic wish. And the next morning, little 12-year-old Josh Baskin wakes up as Tom Hanks. A grown-up body, but with a kid's perspective. At first, this is terrifying. But he lives into it, and he finds himself, fittingly, rising up to the executive suite of a toy company because he knows what kids want. And there's my favorite scene in this movie, favorite scene where he's in that executive suite and they're starting to talk about the next product launch, the next big thing, the next big toy that's going to make them all a lot of money. And everyone else in the room thinks the idea is brilliant, except for Josh. He's not impressed. And this is what he says. I don't get it. I don't get it. A building that turns into a robot? I don't get it. But didn't you see all the in-depth marketing reports we did? Didn't you see all the research we did? This is going to take us from 26% market share to 45% market share. And all the execs go, yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good. And Josh gingerly raises his hand again and says, I don't get it. At that moment, he's pulled an emperor's new clothes kind of thing. Because he doesn't get this toy... He gets one other thing, and it's the thing that everyone else missed. This toy is not fun to play with. And isn't that what toy companies are in the business of doing? He, he helps everyone see what really matters, which is that they are supposed to be in the business of joy and fun. I don't get it. Imagine yourself being in that room, having the courage to say, I don't get it. You're risking sounding naive. And because you're risking sounding naive, you're opening up something that no one else can see until you show it to them. So before, in the gospel reading, I read about what's called the nativity scene. The wise men come, they lay down the gifts. That's the nativity. The words naive and nativity have the same root meaning. This original, back to basics. In the reading for tonight, we hear about Herod's wise men who were sent as spies to cause harm to this little baby. And the way that I see that scene is that all of a sudden, even though they were intent on being spies, even though they were intent on reporting back to King Herod, who had nothing but hatred in his heart for this little baby, they see the child's face and they all of a sudden don't get it. 
They don't get Herod's schemes, and they don't get Herod's plans, and they don't get it. And so they reverse course and conspire to do no harm. I like to see that moment as almost like what's called in the Zen tradition a koan. You know what a koan is? It's a riddle that the first time you hear it may not make any sense whatsoever. Like this is the most famous koan. What's the sound of one hand clapping? You try to figure it out. The mind wants to get it, right? Good. Those of you who think you get it probably don't get it. You know what the sound of one hand clapping is? That's the sound of one hand clapping. This is a lesson in what's called big word, non-duality. It's basically this. You can't have one without two and you can't have two without one. The more we try to figure it out, what's the sound of one hand clapping, it doesn't make sense. But that's what a koan helps us do. See something, understand something that previously in all our mental gyrations to try and figure it out, we somehow don't figure it out. It's intended to confuse us. So not getting it might open up the path for a new way of seeing, a fresh innocence. That's what I think the nativity was to those three wise figures, those three wise men. And let me tell you a little secret here. I've never really thought of them as three wise men. I've thought of them as three wise guys. I've thought of them as these three men, good fellas, intense on harm. But maybe in that moment of seeing the child's face, Something shifted in them. Something changed in them. All of a sudden, they didn't get it anymore. They didn't get what was all the fuss about this harm and the fear and Herod trying to defend Herod's power. They didn't get it. And by the way, this is a real thing. To look on a baby's face, there's a group called Roots of Empathy that works, some of you heard me talk about this before, that works in classrooms in which bullying is a problem, in which people being mean to each other is a problem, in which acting out is a problem. And you know what they do? They don't try to go in there to fix anyone, to fix those kids, to get them to get it. They just have them look at a baby playing with a baby's parents. And something changes. Shy kids become brave. Scared kids become able to express themselves. The bullying kids become kind. This is why I love Christmas. Because the birth of Jesus and the symbol of this birth is not unique. It is absolutely universal. It is, to quote the great Unitarian religious educator Sophia Faz, a teaching that every night a child is born is a holy night. To look upon an infant's face is to open ourselves to the possibility that we might be disarmed, 
disarmed of our defensiveness, disarmed of all the things we think we know, disarmed of all the ways that we arm ourselves against this life rather than opening up to this life. We might be disarmed so that we can be charmed again and enchanted. So what I wish for you in this Christmas season is a holy and sacred naivete that you might look upon some of the meanness of our world, some of our own rationalizations, some of our own plans and schemes that year after year after year don't quite work out, and we think, why aren't we happy? Well, you know what I hope for you? I hope you don't get it anymore. By not getting it, maybe something else will open up, a new innocence, a fresh way of looking at the world and recognize that birth is not just for babies. Birth is going on right now here in our lives and within each and every one of us. At the end of this long year, I will admit it, our world feels kind of played out. It feels like we're having the same old arguments year after year after year with each other and making the same old enemies year after year after year with each other. And wouldn't a wonderful perspective, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to say, I don't get it anymore, all these arguments. What's the point? Because maybe when we, whatever our age, when we don't get it anymore, maybe there's so much else that we might finally get. Hope, joy, Love, may hope and joy and love be born to you this night. I wish all of you a Merry Christmas. And I wish that at some point in the next day, whether you're looking at your own face in the mirror or the face of a child, you will take an opportunity to go back to basics, to say, I don't get it. And so come alive again. Merry Christmas. Amen. And may you live in blessing. I ask you to pray with me. And if we want to start to turn down the lights, that's okay. God of many understandings and the depth of our experience, sacred spark that is Christmas inside each and every heart. May we recognize that the most profound illuminations of our lives most often do not come by way of a harsh light, a glare cast upon us. They arrive by way of candlelight, a flicker of recognition of our commonly held humanity that unites each to each and all to all and remembers in that moment the wholeness that is our birthright just as much as it was the birthright of Jesus. It is ours as well too. May we recognize that wholeness that is universal and belongs to us simply because we are alive, that we all can awaken, that we all can love, that we all can connect, that we all can recognize that this night is a holy night. This night is another opportunity to maybe let drop from our hands the hardness of heart, 
the words that sting that we say or receive, the callousness sometimes with, we, with which we treat ourselves or each other. May we invite ourselves to know once again that holy, tender silence within each and every one of us. And may this spirit of Christmas and of the spirit itself always bless us. I'm going to ask the band to come back up. And one by one, as they lead us in silent nights, holy nights, let us light our common flames from each other. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.